I'm Sarah Harsh, and this is 10 Minutes of Grace. What's your purpose? Why do you do what you do? When that alarm goes off in the morning, why do you get out of bed? What motivates you? Are you tired of striving for more time and money and acceptance? Do you feel constrained to fit your life into this neat little box? And will you ever become the image that you see in other people's eyes? Maybe we all need a little more grace. And maybe we could all give a little more grace. Well, I will probably go to my grave with my family forever remembering me always asking them this question in every moment, whether they're failing miserably or basking in great successes, in all circumstances, what's your purpose? Have you ever thought about this question? Well, my goal is to help you open up a discussion in your own mind and heart for finding freedom, freedom in your faith to be honest and real, for finding direction, a direction down a clear path of God's will and connection, connection to love others with the greatest compassion, a purpose that leads you to a little more grace. In today's podcast, we are continuing the discussion on how grace gives us freedom. And in the last podcast, we barely scratched the surface and started a discussion about why do you do what you do and why do you feel how you feel? I encouraged you to ask yourself some hard questions and even more so to write these things down in a journal. Now we're going to talk about why we believe what we believe and how it affects the way we feel and what we do. First, I want to share some information that I believe connects why we believe what we believe with why we do what we do. So the Bible talks about three distinct parts of our person, our heart, our soul, and our mind. And there are multiple verses and locations in the Bible where we find these three parts in relation to loving God. Loving God with our whole person Deuteronomy, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all make the statements that we should love God with our heart, soul, and mind. And I believe these three pieces can be translated into our purpose and choices, our emotions and intelligence, and our body and brain. And some of these parts are physical, some mental, some spiritual. Some are visible, some invisible. And in the beginning, God created our physical bodies from the dirt. This would be our brain, our beating heart, our lungs, and our body, the visible part of us that is tangible. It can be seen and performs actions. Then God breathed life into us and we became a living soul. And this would be our emotions, our intelligence, the invisible part of us that has the ability to think and feel. And then lastly, he gave us choices 
or options. He gave us a place to live and then ways to maintain our living conditions. He gave us food to eat and food not to eat. We were given the ability to make decisions based on our own understanding. He gave us options to pursue purpose and free will. All of these parts he created within us are critically related to each other, and they help us perceive and process the world. Like we talked about in the last podcast, our emotions, intelligence, body, and brain all work together driving why we do what we do and why we feel how we feel. Everyone uses different amounts of these pieces. Some rely heavily on statistics and facts, some on emotions and passions, and some on physical strength. Every time I think I have a person figured out according to personality tests and characteristics, they react differently. I have four kids and they each have such different personalities, communication styles, and ways of processing information. It's been so amazing to learn and interact with their unique emotional, intellectual, and spiritual characteristics. And our dream is that they will continue to discover and develop these pieces of their being, leaning into their strengths and embracing this unique creation that God has carefully made them to be. Mental health is learning who you are, recognizing emotions, and knowing you have the power to control your choices. We can armor up and ignore these things and become very unhealthy. Or we can study and learn and process in a healthy way. Because our mindset and choices are largely based on our traditions and environment, we need to consider how these things shape our mental health. Why do you believe what you believe? Well, my childhood was largely persuaded by the Midwest Bible Belt, so this background naturally influences my beliefs. And I was raised in a religious home. And only in the last few years, I've begun to realize how my behaviors and patterns in my life was shaped by my upbringing. This has positively and negatively affected me. We all have childhood mental and emotional trauma, but you don't have to stay stuck there. What we believe is truth has a huge effect on our emotions and our actions. What we believe or our mindset shapes our reality. Learning the truth behind why we believe what we believe can change our perception. Therapy can be transforming, but there seems to be this widely accepted negativity and ignorance in understanding mental health in Christian circles. And there was a time around early 2000 that Self-awareness and self-confidence was considered selfish and evil. The Christian world was against self-care. Humility was the goal, and we thought self-loathing and self-denial was equivalent to humility. But this is not humility. C.S. Lewis really made me stop and think when he wrote, Humility is not thinking less of yourself. 
but thinking of yourself less. Well, we need to know who we are and become confident in our own skin first before we can have the power to reach out to others. Confidence is not prideful sin. We need to be secure in our own identity before we can think about ourselves less. We can't have authentic relationships if we can't be authentic. So now for those of us who were taught this self-loathing and self-denial, we have to retrain our brains to focus on self-awareness. It's not this Netflix and massages and vacations and shopping, but it's a deep reflection and awareness of our own mental state. When we try to cram ourselves into a mold that well-meaning Christians have tried to convince us is the perfect model, we end up telling ourselves, you're ugly, you're fat, your work doesn't matter, your kids are a mess, your marriage is a mess, you aren't enough. And if we treat ourselves like this, we're probably going to treat others the same way. If we don't know how to love our true selves, we won't be free to live a life with direction and compassion for others. We have to be secure in our own characteristics in person if we want to truly connect with others and love others. If we haven't taken the time to honestly ask questions about our own beliefs, then we won't have any foundation to stand on as we listen and connect with others. We need permission to love ourselves, imperfections and all. And these imperfections I'm talking about are the things we have learned to perceive as imperfections. The imperfections that our environment and traditional upbringing have created within us. It's important to evaluate and separate in our own minds the negativity we've been conditioned to believe. And I spent years trying to fit a mold created in Christian ivory castles. Women are silent. Women are emotional. They're the first to rise and the last to bed. They cook healthy dinners, clean until their house shines, make money by cleaning, baking, and babysitting, and learn at their husband's feet. Well, emotions and silence and healthy food are all good things, but the context can be misinterpreted. And these things taken out of context can create a very unhealthy mental state and environment. I can be all these things for all the wrong reasons, or I can learn how my unique personality functions in a healthy state. But you have to know why you believe what you believe. This is why it's so important to sit inside your own mind and heart and have these conversations. Give yourself permission to ask, what do you believe? What is the truth that you're telling yourself? Why do you believe what you believe? And don't forget to give yourself a little grace. Mm -hmm.